Simple as one plus one equals two. Jesus said, if you abide in me, I abide in you. No vacancies. Clear my heart, watch my mind, put faith in it. The whole word is his promise, there's no faking it. Natural food in my belly, it ain't making it. He is the bread of life, ain't no baking it. Every ball of wisdom will push you. No more glaring from a dark place, wishing that you that you would here, here and now, you will be transformed. No more waiting, I can hear a ram's Yo, what's up everybody? Super duper excited for this new episode. Why? Because you can actually see it on YouTube, on video, and it'll be on the podcast Well, as you're listening now. So I'm dumb, 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 dumb excited. That's not a good thing, right? <laughs> dumb, dumb excited. I'm super uber excited right. to tell you my personal guest, my favorite person in the world, my superwoman, my bread and butter. Bread and butter. Yeah, because you got to put bread on, I mean, butter on bread. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What else could I call you? Hmm. My rib. Yes. The prophetess herself. Yes. Me wife. (laughs) Etoro Daniel. Yeah, and Q's clapping hands. <laughs> that was such a good intro, though. Hey. That was so good. But welcome to our podcast. Well, my podcast was well, ours now. But welcome to the <laughs> podcast. Um, we're super duper excited to just really talk about the topic that we're going to talk about today. Right. Um, do you want to tell them? We're talking about relationships. And... You're supposed to say it. <laughs> you forgot. She forgot. That's why she No, I, I didn't forget. I... I you know, I say the relationship that you go to the detail. You know what I mean? It's a oh. duo. It's a duo. Alright, so we're talking about relationships and we're talking about just opinions and relationships. And we're not just talking about regular opinions or regular relationships. Right. We're talking about relationships that include romantic, right. platonic, Correct. and business, right. ministry, everything. Right. You know, parents, you know what I'm saying? All those type of relationships we want to hit on and touch on today. Right. We're going to do it quickly though because we're out here in this LA sun. Um, yeah. It's pretty hot, and yeah, right. <laughs> the sun glistening. And if you looking online, you can see our melanin popping. <laughs> so, but nevertheless, uh, do you want to go ahead and go further? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so we're talking about relationships. We're talking about it in the essence of dealing with the naysayers, right? Oh, that's good. Yeah, the people that will have you no know, their own opinions about the decisions that you are making, the relationships yeah. that you are getting into, regardless if it's relational. Um, as far as romance or it can be business connections right. and people are saying oh you shouldn't be with that person you shouldn't work with that person True. Um, yeah. and they want you to base your interaction with those people based on their own experiences or their own perceptions um, sometimes family yeah. can have a lot to play it's in that true. because they have yeah. their certain expectations for you yeah um, and they are trying to impose their expectations on you That's right so we're talking about that in the essence of You know, how do you navigate through that in a healthy way? You know, a lot of times when people have things to say about the relationships that we get into, it's not because they're ill in intent, right? It's not because they don't want you to be the best you. Right. Is that actually sometimes is that they care a lot about too much love. Right. Too much love. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But it's like, um, you know, even though they 
want the best for you it might not be the best for you right and what they're looking at might not be the thing that god wants you to look at at that moment true um or god has probably even shown you but it's it's still not deterring you from the relationship you know what i mean that he wants you to foster right because god might even use you to change certain aspects in that person that he is causing you to connect with right and so the whole uh essence of that i would say just to start it off is understanding you know what is god saying about the relationship the connection true, true. and why is that more important than the naysayers opinion in their voice yeah it boils down to are you asking god enough questions right. having these relationships one of the things that i do when i enter in any relationship no matter what it is is i always ask god who sent this person? Like, right. did you did you send this person or right. is this person sent from hell? Like, is this an assignment for me to minister to or be ministered to? Is there a specific exchange right. where, you know, we're getting something from each other or are you like coming to destroy my life? Right. So that's important <laughs> to understand because. Um, oh, another thing uh, before I finish that thought is when you were talking about the naysayers, mm-hmm. God was speaking to me just now. He was saying that sometimes we are our own naysayer. That's good. Like we can think one thing and then it's another thing and we're like okay you know what i'm not even just gonna do it because it's not for me right because we we're so quick to believe in a relationship whether it be whatever type of relationship it is thrive mm-hmm. for somebody else right but when it becomes um like hey a perspective for you to right. believe for yourself it's challenging because right we're so used to dysfunction so it's right. like we have to uproot seeds of dysfunction and put place them into <laughs> hell you know right. back in hell and mm-hmm. place seeds of prosperity in your relationships right. or like yo this is non-negotiable non-negotiable like your peace right. is non-negotiable your your you thriving is non-negotiable you um planting in in good ground is non-negotiable right. like you have to get to the place where the relationships in my life mm-hmm. the peace that i have in my mind in my spirit in my soul around me in my finances right. it's non-negotiable so you have to act you know ask yourself is this something that god is doing or is this something that um, the enemy is sending to right, me too. Right. I just want to add something to what you said because when you were talking about how we can be our own naysayers, right. the first thing um, the Lord reminded me of is the power of our subconscious mind. Right? And how, <laughs> how sometimes when you hear other voices, right, even if you don't necessarily agree with what they're saying, and you even know that their opinion regarding certain things is false and right. it's based on trauma or experiences, True, because yeah. you've heard their opinion so much, it's now planted in your subconscious mind. Yes. So whenever you see what God is trying to do regarding any relationship, right. you start to even impose what you've heard onto that, and it becomes a thing where you're doubting, yeah. even when you know that what they said is false and it's coming from a bad place it's true but because you've heard it so much you know what i mean right it's literally embedded in your mind until right. you renew it that's good to me because for one and we talked about this over the phone prior but mm-hmm. the subconscious mind is the most powerful part of your mind because right. it holds the ability to like that's your lifestyle like right. what you're acting as now it's because of your subconscious mind. Right. Your conscious mind gives you the ability to be cognizant of what's happening in the now. Right. Uh, you can make certain decisions, but at the same time, your subconscious mind is, the, is your foundation. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeding poison to your subconscious mind, all it's going to do is spit back out poison. So right. the dysfunction, if you want to dis, uh, destroy dysfunction, you have to start with your subconscious mind. Right. So do you, mean you want to touch on when it comes to relationships? How can you um, destroy any type of dysfunction when it comes to relationships? 
in your uh, subconscious mind, like how you perceive mm-hmm. things, how you right. receive things. Because sometimes people can't even receive love correctly right. because they're so dysfunction in their subconscious mind. Right, right. Um, the thing is, you have to, pr- like we we're talking about, you have to protect what you are receiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your ear gate, your eye gate, yeah. right? For example, like you're talking about some people couldn't receive don't know how to receive love right right yeah true so we're talking about like for example god's love right the average christian and i'm saying christian right still doesn't know how to receive the love of god the orphan heart right yeah because they have never been able to receive love from their own personal relationships their parent relationships so whenever they come to god it's always a begging mentality never I can come to God boldly because they can never receive it. That's one of the things I can say for myself is that through my Christian walk, the Lord had to teach me how to embrace him. Right. right? Because I've always been in a place of rejecting God just because of my own personal experiences. Right. So in like to deal with like the naysayers and to deal with protecting your subconscious mind, you have to be able to renew your mind with the things that are actually true. You know what I mean? That the, the fact that people do love you, the right. fact that God is good, the fact that I can have a healthy business relationship, right. I can have yeah. a healthy ministry relationship, right. um, romantic relationship. And so when you feel that in your subconscious mind, you have the ability to pull it back when situations are tough. You know what I mean? That reminded me of something mm-hmm. um, when you were talking about just going through a parental stage or right. um, how you would be you were rejecting God. It's like. That orphan heart is so important not to have, but it's also important for you to understand. Right. And what we mean by orphan heart is um, basically God is the father. Right. right? Um, Jesus, of course, is the son and Holy Spirit is the one who dwells here on the earth with us Mm -hmm. until the second coming of Jesus Christ. So if we are not acknowledging God as a father, if we're not perfecting that relationship, any other relationship that is underneath that because he's mm-hmm. superior will right. be dysfunctional. Right. So it's like if you're and I'm not just talking about you, but if because I was in that same situation, rejecting the love of God because I wasn't right. aware, like, how can he love me this much? Right. Um, and me, and my dad died at when I was 15 right. um, and my dad loved me very much. But it's like he left me. So in my mind, mm-hmm. I was like, yo. My, my dad left me. If he loved me, he wouldn't have left me. And right. if God, if you love me, you wouldn't have took him, you know what I mean? Allowed him to die. Right. So it was like that there was like, wow, I'm rejected. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm abandoned. Right. Now that the abandonment left room for the orphan heart to just come in and just kind of like be centered inside of me. So what I had to do was ask God more questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, why did you allow this to happen? The first thing that God told me when my dad passed away was he said, you learn how to love your earthly father so i am going to teach you how to love me as your heavenly father there's a difference so it's like let god allow you to um basically yield to him in another way so that way you are destroying of course the dysfunction by attacking the orphan heart first so if you're having bad relationships or if you're having bad whatever relationship it may be you have to destroy the concept of dysfunction Mm -hmm. and inside of the orphan heart to receive the spirit of adoption if you want to read romans chapter 8 but receive the spirit of adoption to be able to be called a son right you have to there is another thing you have to confess Mm -hmm. you were talking about you you were um saying how you had to change your dynamic in a certain way you know you had to learn but you didn't learn just by implementing a certain mind mind frame or perspective Mm -hmm. but you had to relay you had to say it out of your mouth right because death and life are in the power of the tongue so you have to confess what you are doing right or what god is showing you that way what you see can Mm -hmm. start to change right 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 that's true that's the thing like you're talking about the power in the tongue is that 
when one of the things that I'm learning, I've been studying, is the essence of decreeing something and declaring yeah. something, yeah. right? Which is speaking. You are so beautiful. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at you, you, get, you know, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, she, she but you know, he's like, that, <laughs> that, is, that. that right. is speaking something, right? Yeah. One the thing that the Lord was revealing to me is that when you are decreeing something, right. you're deciding something. Right. If you look at certain like scriptures, when the Bible talks about when you decree something, you're establishing it, all that good stuff. Right. When you look at if you translate decree in that essence, some translations in the Hebrew like translation, it would say decide. Okay. Right. So I've decided you're decided. So it's a mental thing is a heart thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And we apply that to as far as you talk about speaking. So you're coming into agreement with who right. God is saying yeah. you are and who yeah. God is to you. Yeah. Right. And so when people are speaking or against what you've already decided, right. you know what I mean? Because it's not just a decision by mouth. It's a decision by heart. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. It's, you a have to whole, yeah. it's a whole different essence that yeah. I can combat what they're saying true. or I don't have to turn to what they're saying true. because I've decided in my mind, in my That's heart, good. my emotions, everything is now aligned. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm decreeing something i'm saying by mouth but it's not a mouth thing right though you're saying it by mouth it's deeper than that it's a heart thing you know what i mean you know what i just thought about too Mm -hmm. um when you're talking about um to have to to believe it and to to believe it in your heart and also thinking in your mind but also to have faith right because if you don't you could believe a thing Mm -hmm. but if you don't have faith in it it's there's no point in saying it because it's like if you are a christian we already know that you have to accept um, Christ as your Lord and Savior in your heart. So you have to believe in your heart and you have to confess with your mouth. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do the believing in your heart part, you're not truly saved. Right. So if like you have to come into the, the faith aspect as you're decreeing things over your relationships mm-hmm. and as you're um, taking a, talk, talking um, against the dysfunction and the, the chaos are, that are that is kind of like erupting, right. um, you have to understand that if you don't bring another level of faith to it, right. it will not come down. Think about right. David. David, and this is kind of not about relationship. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not about relationship, but it kind of it, it gives you a principle. Right. So David had faith to kill the lion, the bear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he also had faith to kill Goliath because he was prepared to do those things. So it's like, if you are not coming against the small things Mm -hmm. and we're talking about spiritual warfare here now, if you're not coming against the small things, so it's like, let's say for instance, you are very forgetful. Of course, we're off the topic of relationships, but let's say for instance, you're very forgetful Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh wow, I'm forgetful. So you're claiming that you're forgetful. So you're bringing in more um, demonic forces to be able to continue to keep you bound by right. uh, that forget you you being forget forgetting, and if you want to start by small, mm-hmm. let me start small. Right. You would say, you know, I'm not forgetful, but I can remember. I can remember all things, and you have faith in that. Right. So if you say that I can remember all things daily for the next thirty days, mm-hmm. how much you want to? I want to say you want to bet, but I I prophesy. Because I believe in it, that you are going to experience so much memory, it's going to blow your mind supernaturally. So it's just the same with your relationships. Like, I will not be in a dysfunctional relationship no matter what capacity that relationship is. Right, right. Come on. That was good. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was was receiving what you were saying. (laughs) But it's true, though. Like, you don't have to receive what people have experienced either. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I know... Throughout my life, people have counseled me based on their experiences. It's horrible, though. 
right and it's a horrible experience Mm -hmm. don't do this because when i did this this happened Mm -hmm. that's not my story trauma you know what i mean it's it's through a lens of trauma so it distorts their view on love the sorts of view on things that god wants to give them you know what i mean and so with that i can look at certain situations and say okay i heard this this person said this this person said that but at the end of the day i choose this this is what my life is going to be. I'm speaking this into my life. I'm saying that this is how my relationship would be. This is how my business relationships will be and all that stuff. Right. right? Yeah. And so it's like, and just to go back to the whole naysayer aspect, right? right? It's the thing of though people are speaking, though people are saying things, right. I can declare, I can prophesy to my own life. You know what I mean? And say, this Good. is what it's going to be. And yeah. because Baba said, when you decree a thing, shall be established it shall be established right you know what i mean and so when you decide to think really right it will be established right right and so when you decide that this is how my story is going to be this is how my decision is going to be my life is going to be there's no essence of oh i'm in this business relationship and this person turns on me right because i didn't decide that for myself i didn't accept that for myself you know what i mean not to say that life doesn't have situations right but i'm not going to accept somebody else's experience as my story very true you know what i mean yeah because people i've I've missed opportunities Mm -hmm. and i've also um went into opportunities too soon based off of somebody else's word for me right and it was i mean and i'm i'm not you don't put the blame on somebody because right when it comes to uh spiritual maturity you mm-hmm. have to take responsibility for your own actions because they're right. your actions they're not nobody else's right so if you got into a relationship um whatever <laughs> that relationship was right you have to take the blame if something were to go wrong and it's okay because everything right. that we go through no matter what level it's on it's always a learning experience especially right. if you're living um and it shows too that we have to understand the the principle of um, exchange mm-hmm. because not all relationships are uh, 70, 70, 30. Exactly. Not all relationships are 50, 50. Right. Not all relationships are 60, 40. You have to understand that there's always going to be a time where there's a give and take. Right. And if somebody is always take, take, taking, you have to, to ask God, okay, are they supposed to be take, take, taking? Because there's a difference right. between you pouring and then there's a season because, you know, we can pour, we can pour all day, but are you throwing your pearls to swine or are you just right. pouring you know what i'm saying don't be so insensitive to the spirit of god where you're just doing things willy-nilly right. that would that would make you um burn out quick right with in any relationship that mm-hmm. wouldn't it would cause you to have so much trauma right. that when you go into any of the relationships it would bring trust issues right and that's another thing like right. you can't have trust issues going into any type of relationship mm-hmm. you have to trust god that if god forbid if that person did backbite you or right. if they did do something to you that was very detrimental that god would heal you and right. restore you right like re- recompense is mine that period right. you know what i mean and uh, when you were talking earlier you're saying that i've decided mm-hmm. you cannot decide with a, a a weak level of authority no right. you have to i've decided and i'm decreeing in the mighty name of jesus that my life will never be the same right that the business relationship that i would enter would be divine and it would be literally god's timing right. and then once i once i receive these relationships mm-hmm. i will be able to pour back into these people right. i will be able to be poured into a, a thousand fold and i will be able to give one hundred thousand fold right. because of the uh the ability of submission and because of me uh, having uh, wisdom as my foundation and right. and being prudent you don't just enter into any type of business deal you don't just rush and buy a car you don't just right. rush in i mean unless god is saying do it because right. i've had experience where um i you know had a couple different cars and i have a car note now and i was like i told the lord like you know what i want a new car and i want a nice car and um, I was looking online. This is a testimony. But I was mm-hmm. looking online and I was seeing this Audi. It's an Audi A4. And I don't me. I don't 
typically post certain things. Right. Um, but I love my car. <laughs> I do need to get her fixed. But um, it was an Audi A4. It's a 2011. Mind you, I did not have the best credit. I was not about to go through any bank. Right. You know what I mean? And I had to be careful because of interest and things like that. And I, me in person, I always bought things cash. Mm-hmm. My cars, most of the time, I bought them cash. Mm-hmm. Not about to pay a note, but I know I needed established credit. Right. And I know people needed to see that I can actually afford something and pay something off. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting this note and I was uh, listening to God. I said, well, which one can I get? And he showed me this Audi A4. I was like, that's the one I want. Mm-hmm. So... I put the money down, you know, but I was still very skeptical. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to apply for this loan and not be able to afford it. Or I don't want to, you know, get rejected because the spirit of rejection and fear had me bound because I'm like, you know, I'm not even going to be able to afford this. But I was like, you know what? God said I can get it. So I'm going to get it. So typically it takes around like four to six hours to Mm -hmm. purchase a car. Like a lot of people, sometimes it takes a long time because you got to go through the paperwork. They go through the financing. They go through seeing if you can get finance and all this other stuff. Um, But, you know, I talked to the guy literally through email and mm-hmm. over the phone maybe three times mm-hmm. and i told him i said you know what i'm gonna put this much down and if i want it i'll put the other half down right so i secured the car mm-hmm. i prayed more mm-hmm. and then I, I think i had to work a lot around that time mm-hmm. so i was like all right i think i'm gonna do it they found me a person to well, a, a, a company to give me a loan mm-hmm. not only that this is uh i'm in i'm in cleveland ohio so it was Audi of Bedford in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. With my credit the way it was, they financed me a car with little down pay- a little down payment at Audi. Okay, this is a, I mean this ain't no just regular dealership like no, mm-hmm. and it's owned by Penske at that. Financed me uh, a loan, little down payment, and my car note is less than four hundred dollars a month. Mm. I didn't do that just by um, jumping into it being impulsive. Right. I, I studied what I needed to do as far as the analytical part. Right. I, I counted up the cost. Right. I um, asked God re- repeatedly. So it's like, don't just jump into things like right. that. Just like how cars are processed, God's speed is divine. So I didn't. I went to that car, that car lot, mm-hmm. purchased my car in right. less than forty-five minutes, and went back home. Come on. You know what I mean? Went right, back to work. Right. So it's just like, what is God doing specifically? Right. And even uh, you, when it comes to our relationship. Mm-hmm. So we, we're speaking from experience, right. like the things that we went through to, to get to where we are. Right. Um, people denied the fact that God was moving through us. Right. You know what I mean? And it was people that we love, people that we adored. But at the same time, we knew that our level of submission right. was going to work even, even in their benefit. So even right. if they spoke against it, Come we on. still had to submit. Right. Even if they spoke ill towards us we still had to love and pray for them right you know what i'm saying and that was business we were talking about we're not just talking about uh platonic relationships right. we're talking about business ministry relationships people who right. walked out like no this is not it you know what i'm saying we still had to submit to god's authority mm-hmm. over our lives right. so the same for you don't be so cautious and don't be too afraid when god mm-hmm. is saying jump into that relationship right. jump into this business deal because if you miss it you know actually talk about that time and grace and time because you know, like eternal is really good when it comes to time explaining time. yeah my thing is one thing that god ministered to me um during our own process through our own situation was the essence of he has graced us right let me say this like this when we when god tells us to do certain things right there's a great i hate to say there's a grace period but there is a grace period right not saying that god won't restore the time if you decide not to do what he's telling you to do because he will always give you another opportunity 
to do what he wants you to do. But you'll go through a because, cycle. Right, because that's the God that we serve. But you will go through an endless cycle until you learn to obey and submit. Yeah. Right? And so one of the things that God is talking to me about was that when he tells me to do something, right, there's a grace at that moment to do it. If I decide to not obey what God is saying, not that I'm outside of his time, but if I decide not to do it, that grace is lifted. True. Yeah. Because there's a time that he told me to do it. Right. See, when God tells you to do something, it's not, okay, I'm telling you to do it. You got 10 years to do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's telling you to do it because your obedience in that moment is connected to the next open door. You know what I mean? Say that again. Your obedience in that moment is connected to the next open door. So you have to align yourself and submit yourself. I love that he talked about how we had to let go of what people were saying in order to stay submitted to what God was doing in our lives. Because at the end of the day, going back to the naysayers thing, going back to just opinions and everything in general, is that you had to ultimately decide who's your idol, Right. You have to understand and decide who's your God. Because one thing that God was telling me, there's a scripture in the Bible that I love so much. It's when God, um, Jesus was telling these disciples to follow him or telling the people to follow him. Right, true. There was a disciple that he told, to a man that he told to follow him, right? And the man said, I'll follow you, but let me go and bury my father first. Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Right. And that's such a crazy statement for it Jesus is. to say. It's so it sounds so harsh. It does. Right. Because he's literally saying, forget that. Right. You forget the burial right. of your father. Right. Follow me. That's what I told you to do. Right. right? And so people don't understand. We read that scripture. He was te- Jesus was actually indirectly telling him, forget the custom. Yeah. Forget society. Right. Forget your culture. Yeah. And the expectations of men. Any type of normal things. Right. That you're used to forget it and follow me. You know what I mean? That's a level of submission that he had to go through to truly follow him because there was probably an expectation from him in that time and that custom for him to have to bury his father. He was probably the first son. True. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. There's a lot of burdens true. that come with true. that and different yeah. customs and cultures. Very true. And so he had to put aside everything, everything. and follow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his obedience to be able to follow Jesus at that time, yeah. you were a selected few. You know what I mean? And so... There's a blessing that was going to come to them just for following Jesus at that time. Right. You know what I mean? And so it just goes to show that you have to submit yourself. You have to forget. Not saying that you can't have these people. Yeah. Not saying that you can't love these people. But are they your God? You know what I mean? You have to ask that question because at the end of the day, we're asking God for open doors. Right. We're asking God for blessings. Right. We're asking God for financial provision. Right. But your obedience is connected to your breakthrough. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you're not obeying, those breakthroughs that you're praying for are just going to keep, keep praying for it year after year until you learn to submit. You know what I mean? And you're doing it in his time. You're not choosing your time frame. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not doing it based on, okay, I plan to finish school here. After that, I'll do this. No, that's man. You right. know what I mean? That's True. your own mind. That's because you have your own perception. Not saying that right. God won't honor it at times. True. Because he will. Yeah. But it's a thing of, are you listening to God right. about the time that he's telling you to do it, Very when true. he's telling you to do it? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you can make somebody your God and you can make yourself your God. That's yeah. pride. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many things. And so you have to reevaluate your level of submission. I like to, um, it's always cars with, our, <laughs> with that I see. So your level of submission to like, um, there is a scenario again with a car. This is before I got this car. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a car. It was a 2008 Grand Cherokee. So it was a, it was a white Jeep. 
and I bought it in cash, and then I kind of like drove a lot, you know what I mean? Kind of right. all throughout the country, I drove it. Okay. And uh, it was time for it to go, okay? It was dying, all right? <laughs> and it finally died on me, and I was like, dang, I don't got no car, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, I prayed, and I asked God, I said, God, give me a car, because okay. I need a car. Like, I, had to, I have to get around, I have to work, mm-hmm. I need a car. Plus, this car was causing me uh, drama because it was parked on the street and it was getting tickets. Right. So I said, God, I just need a car. So he said, trust me. Mm. I said, let me call Pull Apart. <laughs> <laughs> so I called Pull Apart. And typically, they don't give you a lot of money for these cars because most of them are just shells. Okay. And um, he ended up like putting me with a person at Pull Apart. And I guess at this particular lot, the, the Jeep was like low in stock. Okay. And when the Jeep was low in stock, it's higher in value. Right. Yo, I can run right here. <laughs> it was low in stock, but it was higher in value. Right. So it was lower in stock there, but higher in value. Okay, we're going we're gonna to learn. We're going to walk you through this. So God told me in that time frame, he said, watch me change. Mm-hmm. You're going to go from keys to keys. You know, give keys to get keys, right? right? Have to give to get. So I exchanged the keys to pull apart. I had to sign a paper mm-hmm. saying that I do not own rights to this car anymore. Right. And I had to sign over my, um, what is that thing? Title to the car to, mm-hmm. to pull apart. God signed it and gave me the cash. He gave me around like eight, eight, six to $800, something like that. Mm-hmm. Typically, they give like two or four, but it was like he gave me wow. a nice little amount. Wow. And it was because they were low in stock. Mm. God will align you divinely to a place that is low in stock and whatever you have is in demand and he promised me already he said listen i'm going to give you more keys you have to just trust me i'm not going to allow you to go into a place alone so boom i went to another car shop my Mm -hmm. parents knew my mom knew this guy who had owned a car place okay and um i found the car but before i found the car i went with my friend Mm mm-hmm and I told her, I said, listen, I want to go. I want to get a car, but let's get a car together. Right. She's like, okay, cool. Let's get a car together. She was looking for a car. I was looking for a car. So we went to go get the car. She had more money than me. Mm-hmm. I only had that couple hundred dollars. Cause right. and, and then I like paid bills at that, right, with that right. same. You know what I mean? I told the guy, like, listen, I only got $400. That's what I told him. Mm-hmm. I only got $400. Literally. Like, I paid my bills. That's all I got. Right. And he was like, all right, just come down to the shop. Don't necessarily know why he said that mm-hmm. because typically what what is four hundred dollars going to do right? right? It's nothing. Exactly. Long story short, I asked God because he while I was walking around the uh, car shop, it was mm-hmm. actually a little. It was on Union in the hood in Cleveland, so it's like it's not like the best. But mm-hmm. I was like God, even though these cars look like this, find me a car that has a face in it. I want a screen and I want a nice radio mm-hmm. and I want a map on my car with four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So. Long story short, she's looking around for a car. So she found hers and I found mine. And she was like, Anthony. Well, no, wait. She found hers and mine. She said, Anthony, look at this car. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? She said, you described the car, right? I said, yeah. She was like, here's a car. I look in this car. It got everything I asked for. Come on. The same time I sold the Jeep, Mm -hmm. the next day, I had keys in my hand to a new car. Come on. Literally. That's good. Keys in my hand. I exchanged one set of key or keys to get another one. Right. So what I had not only was it was high in demand because they were low in stock, but God gave me a promise because of my faith. Right. 
if I did not sign that car over, which was giving me trouble anyway, right. God would have never given me. I wouldn't have had room. I, right. I needed to make room. Right. So let let what God gave you mm. make help you make room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like exchange that. And I'm not saying that God because God didn't give me the car before I sold the car. He mm. gave me an idea. And not only did he give me idea, he gave me revelation that once I submitted to him with faith that right. he was going to move on his on my behalf on. with his hand. That's so good. So, yeah, that's so good. Love cars. Yeah, See, I love cars. <laughs> no, that's so good, though. I feel like I just love the essence of you have to exchange something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have, you have to, to give something. Yeah. Give something. Leave something. Put something aside. No longer adopt it. It's true. So God can give you something new. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. You have anything else before we go? That was good. I would just say, honestly, when it comes to life, when it comes to your relationships, you know, when you were talking about the essence of knowing the what God put you in that relationship for, how much you, they're supposed to be in, as far as giving in that relationship and how you're supposed to give. You know, that essence, not everything's 50-50, like you said, right? And so I feel like just for anybody listening is that when it comes to your relationships, you know, the key to it, honestly, is to ask God what role that person is supposed to play, right? How are you supposed to steward it? What are you supposed to give? What are you supposed to take? If it's even a give or take relationship. Yo, write this down, by the way. Because not all relationships are like that. You mm. know what I mean? And be strong in what you are hearing as far as those relationships. Yeah. Because the naysayers, the outside sources will come. Yeah. That's inevitable. You know what I mean? Especially when it's God. So you have to be strong in what God has said to you about this relationship. Not saying that you can't seek outside counsel. True. Because you should be able to seek outside counsel. But be so strong in it so that when those things do come, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a thing of, I know what God said. Right. And so I'm moving like this. I'm stewarding like this. And I'm giving what God told me to give. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's the most important aspect. Just be strong in that you have to be and rep- be repetitive to the things that God promised you. Right. Like, I go over my words. Like, we were just talking today. Like, right. she's very strong in the word of knowledge. And mm-hmm. I'm very strong in the word of wisdom. Right. But it's like, you you still need them both. Right. You know what I mean? To operate very, you know, for, for balance. So right. you actually get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you need all the gifts. But those are the two that we were just talking about at the, at the the in the morning. Right. So it's just so important for you to just be strong and be repetitive. Reread the, those words. Go right. over and listen to those prophetic words that God has promised you through others and what he revealed to his prophets Mm. they're going it's going to come to pass if you do the prophetic work you know what i mean so with these relationships do the do the prophetic work ask god what is the prophetic work that i must do because there is a prophetic work that you must do for it to manifest the correct way and ask god for a plan stop asking god like oh god what's my prophetic word for whatever like no i need a, a prophetic word for three months right six months Two years, right. ten years, like I need, I need that type of prophetic word because if I'm not, if I'm not oriented, like not, I don't want to say go in orient, but prophetic mm-hmm. word type of oriented by what God is saying for right. me in my life. Right. I'm just going to be driving aimlessly. So you telling right. me that God is putting gas in your car that he right. gave you and you're just driving willy nilly, like whatever you want to do, like that's not okay. Right. Can I say one thing? Yeah. One thing that I know we both do, right, is that every day when we are in prayer devotion in the morning yeah. and stuff we always ask god to reveal the word for that day oh yeah you know yes. what i mean yes. that's like the that's perfect way to groom you hearing yeah. god in for direction for yeah. wisdom whatever the case may be because um 
you know, you need to tune your ear and grow yeah, your ear. You and do. so when you can yeah. hear God for the day, you can hear God for the year. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. You can hear yeah. God for years to come. It's true. He said, you need to constantly be asking God, what are you saying now? Because that right. direction that you do today and the thing that you obey today is for tomorrow. Yeah, that's you know? very true. That's so. very true. So I'm going to pray really quickly because we are coming to a close. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'm not even going to pray more than I am prophesy because most of the time we pray, 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 mm-hmm. but we have no type of experience when it comes to the prophetic right. um, and actually feeling that fire. So um, I just prophesy over your life that mm-hmm. after today, that when things do start to get like disrupted or right. you start to see chaos or you start to see fire, that you will remain steadfast and unmovable, right. always abounding in the work of the Lord, that God will reveal to you his promises mm. right away, that it would not be hard for you right. to hear the word of the Lord, that your ears are popping even now in the prophetic, that right. God is opening up another realm of the prophetic for you in your life. Mm-hmm. I even pray that God reveals to you the next three years of your life after you're living uh, after you're listening to this i pray that as you're listening to this that the fire of god is manifesting around you and in your belly i even prophesy that as you are listening to this that not not only are your ears popping your ears opening but your eyes are beginning to open that all of your prophetic senses your spiritual senses are opening and being sensitive to the spirit of god and i declare prophetically in the mighty name of jesus that as you are listening that you will be a steward to the prophetic word that god gives you that you will be a steward to the relationship that God gives you, that you will be a steward in the mighty name of Jesus, even to the money and to the wisdom, to the, the very wealth of the spirit that God is giving you in this season and even for the seasons to come. I even pray that divine alignment be your portion that when God gives you a particular person that you will not self-sabotage the relationship because of your dysfunction in the past relationships but restoration is yours now in the mighty name of Jesus recompense be your portion because the enemy have stolen things and people from you God will restore you not only restore your heart but he will restore new relationships new people and divine purposes I prophesy even destiny helpers in your life God that as as they uh, prophesy and as they recharge you, mm-hmm. as they give you more uh, advice and wisdom, that God will align you to do that same thing for people, even in times of, of need, even in times where you have to be selfless, that you will be so um, submitted to the pressure and the promises of God that mm-hmm. the things that are around you would not even be uh, focused for you. Mm-hmm. But the promises of God and the prophetic word and the kingdom will be your portion, the, the kingdom, submitting to the kingdom and building the kingdom mm-hmm. and the language of the kingdom will be your portion. Portion. I prophesy those, prophesy those things in Jesus' name. Also, uh, what I heard lastly was I was talking to Etoro the other day, yesterday, and I was saying, like, if we're being disobedient in anything, right? God told me that either we're building the kingdom, help building, building it, or help um, destroying it. So, in any level of disobedience, you're either, you're, well, no, not either. You're destroying, you're helping destroy the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So if you're being obedient, you're helping build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So try your best, do your best right. to continue to be obedient to the things of God. So you continue to build it. Right. All right. We love y'all. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.